I'm Ed Pierce. I don't give a damn about sports, but my two co-hosts love them. And every week they try to convince me to care about sports just a little bit. (laughs) From Epic Deer Studios, this is Two on One. And here are my two sports-loving co-hosts. First up, Kathleen Quinn. Buenos dias, Ed. (laughs) Buenos dias. Uh, See, si. how you doing? <laughs> that's that is the extent of my knowledge of Spanish, right there. Oh, see, si. yeah, Muy I took bien. I took German in high school, and you can and it's and it, every day I get to use German. It was the best move of my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and our other co-host, Vinnie Conway, last week's winner, Vinnie Conway. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I was going to say, if there's any person who'd say buenos dias, it would be me where I live. <laughs> but, you know, I guess I'll just stick with word again, like I've been saying the last couple shows. Uh, today is Wednesday, May 15th. And uh, uh, the Ides of May, I guess they call it, right? No. And as, <laughs> as you guys know, um, you each try to convince me to care about sports by telling me some t- kind of tidbit or story or fact that you think will interest a guy like me and I like most really good sports I award points uh, capriciously and unfairly uh, and then yes. uh, choose a winner uh, at the end <laughs> uh, for a fabulous prize and this week's prize is super fabulous it's a DVD copy oh. of, oh. of uh, Blake Edwards film Curse of the Pink Panther Ooh! Wow! Which is which is one of the Pink Panther movies that was made after Peter Sellers had died. Oh. Yeah, uh, I do remember that. <laughs> this had one. They filmed some of it. Uh, what was that? Had they filmed some of the scenes before he died? I don't think he's in this one at all. Oh. Uh, this one oh. stars Ted Wass. Do you remember him from um, uh, from uh, what was that show? Blossom. Mm, I think I he was on. Blossom, he was on soap know. also. I think he played the dad on Blossom, if I remember right. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay. Curse of the Pink Panther. There you go, starring uh, uh, Harvey Corman's in this. So. Oh, I love Harvey Corman. <laughs> yeah. Buenos dias, hola. <laughs> so, all right. So there you go. Look. Let's so let's start. Woo. Let's start the festivities. Kathleen Quinn, if you would please convince me to care about sports. Uh, Ed. <clears throat> Buenos dias. Thank you. There's a reason that I'm um, uh, throwing a little Spanish your way, and uh, I'm going to explain. Please. I think a fun team to watch in the NBA playoffs, a really surprising team, I would say, the Memphis Grizzlies. All right? (laughs) Memphis Grizzlies, all right. Here is, yeah, like you had no, did you have any idea that Memphis had a, NBA team? I did not. Okay, there you go. Score one for me. Look, they play in, Memphis is a small market in the NBA. They are the only professional team in Memphis. There's no NHL. There's no Major League Baseball. There's no NFL. There's um, University of Memphis basketball. And then there's the Memphis Grizzlies. And great barbecue and great jazz and blues and all that. But when it comes to sports, those are the teams. Now, the Grizzlies have been, a lo- have been around for a while, but not in Memphis. 
this is a team that moved from Vancouver about 12 years ago. Okay. And it's not, it wasn't exactly a glamorous move, you know? Uh, they left Vancouver. <laughs> they can't, well, you know, a glamorous it's, move? I mean, it was like in the middle of the night. Well, no, it wasn't that bad. No, it, this wasn't like the um, Baltimore Co- Colts sneaking out in the middle of the night uh, to move to Indianapolis. But when a team leaves its original city, there's been a lot of run-up to that of um, disappointment and back and forth in terms of, you know, are they will the team and the city and the league come to an agreement along with the ownership? Um, there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. And sometimes there's a lot of vitriol and it's a bad breakup and all of that kind of stuff. Not unlike what's going on with the Sacramento Kings and their owners right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to digress. So you've got a team that comes to Memphis and, you know, whenever a team moves, there's a lot of upheaval. I mean, not unexpectedly. I mean, Ed, from your last move, have you found your shower shoes yet? <laughs> right? Have you found right. your flip-flops? Have you found that one shirt? Right? Something yeah, always goes missing, right? Yes. Okay. Well, the first <laughs> few years with this team in the league, it, was, it, it wasn't so pretty. But then they brought on a legend to help run the team. Jerry West. You know who Jerry West is? Uh, no, no. It's okay. I've heard his name. Uh, okay. Jerry West, whose nickname in the NBA was Mr. Clutch. Okay. Jerry is from West Virginia. He started West Virginia University. He came into the NBA. He played for the Lakers, and he was tough as nails, won a lot of championships, probably had his nose broken in the NBA like nine times. The guy's legendary for his toughness. He come, he leaves when, when the did he When did he play? In the um, uh, 60s and very early 70s. And you know the NBA logo? Uh, sure. You do. It, it's the outline <laughs> of the player of oh, the yes, player yes, in yes, ball. yes, yes. That's Jerry West. He I thought it looked like Jerry the West. The logo. I know. You, you've been wondering that. Musing about it, you might even say. <laughs> Look, he leaves the Lakers. He comes to the Grizzlies, and he helps start to mold a team. As a coach, right? He no, was no, coach. As, as, as an executive. Oh, okay. General manager and, like, you know, president of the organization. Okay. He stays for six years. He shapes the team. And he leaves in 2007 and feels a little like, ah, oh, maybe I didn't. We kind of didn't get everything done that I needed to. But I got to tell you, the Grizzlies were on their way because through trades and drafts, they now have a really exciting team. You got Mike Conley Jr., who's the point guard. He came out of Ohio State after his freshman year. He is like a jitterbug (laughs) out there. He is so fun to watch. And then there is Mark Gasol. You know where he's from? Spain. Buenos dias. Hola. He's their center, and he was just named the Defensive Player of the Year. And he beat out LeBron James to, mm. uh, to be named Defensive Player of the Year. And LeBron was like, I wasn't really working that hard to be MVP. I wanted to be the Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> I'm a little bit ticked off about this. Gasol has been amazing. At times, he has put the team on his back. 
and carried them. He's old school. He takes charges. He plays hurt. And he's a star, but he also works hard. And they, the Grizzlies, are now up three to one in their best of seven series against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder boast one of the three best players in the league, Kevin Durant, who's done all he can to help his team, but they're down 3-1. And tonight, the Grizzlies can close it out and get to the Eastern Conference semifinals for the first time. No, it would be the finals, Eastern Conference finals. Is it Eastern Conference? Really? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. well, no, they're in the semifinals right now. Just so you know, it's even bigger than what I just did. (laughs) (laughs) Eastern Conference Finals at the Memphis Grizzlies. And I didn't even mention Zach Randolph for crying out loud. (laughs) I appreciate that. Between between Jerry West, the logo, Mr. Clutch, the Grizzlies, this is an awesome team to watch. And if by some chance the... uh, uh, Golden State Warriors and Stephen Curry can pull it out against San Antonio Spurs. What an incredible matchup it would be to see Memphis and Golden State, two teams that have been really down, two franchises that have been sort of downtrodden for a while. This is sort of, <laughs> as Vinny says, the Cinderella story. <laughs> that is why I love sports. I love to see, you know, a team go from the outhouse to the penthouse. <laughs> this is fun and tons of fun. All right. Well, that's uh, very interesting, Kathleen. Uh, you, uh, there's a lot going on in that story there uh, because, you know, you're hitting me with graphic design, which, uh, you know, which I like. Uh, however, you know, the Grizzlies versus uh, what the Thundercats, is that, is that what they're called? Thundercats. Oh, <laughs> Thunder. Thunder. So it's it's two teams I've I have to be honest two teams I've never ever ever heard of, and that's why you should care. You've learned something new. <laughs> but you're but you're saying that beyond this whole history of of losing, uh, that if I actually watch one of these games, I that it will be exciting. Yes, you need to watch one quarter and i'm going oh. to recommend perhaps the fourth quarter tonight tonight's fourth quarter you're yeah, saying tonight um okay no Ed, you gotta, man you gotta up. watch you gotta watch man no you up, do Ed, it's time mr clutch yeah but he's not there anymore he moved away no, five years ago are you kidding me the logo he's the man ed he helped build this thing all right, thanks, Kathleen. <laughs> All right. There's a great uh, stro- cabal or conspiracy going on here. Well, I've said I've said nothing. Yeah. Well, okay, Kathleen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds convincing. All right, yeah. uh, that was a strong first half. Uh, I appreciate it. So now let's go over to Vinny Conway. Vinny, oh. convince me, please, to care about sports, please. I just have to throw in the Thundercats reference. That was awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> Remember that cartoon? Thundercats are loose. <laughs> so are they when... I don't uh, remember that. At the, at the <laughs> Memphis <laughs> Games, at the Memphis <laughs> Games, does just uh, the, the estate of Graceland buy all the tickets? Is that how it works there? Uh, Is there a I, whole I just get, Elvis section? Look, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Elvis has <laughs> been in that building. I'm just going to say 
I feel good about that prediction. <laughs> you know, I, I saw Elvis in concert. I'm that old that I actually what? saw Elvis really? in concert. Yeah. What year? Oh, I don't know. I was a kid, but he played. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> he played the former. Yeah, he played the you know the formerly named Assembly Hall at University of Illinois. Uh, mm, really? And, uh, that's right. I saw him. That's right. Like, who who that's, took you? That's one degree. My parents. One degree of separation oh. between me and Elvis Presley. Wait, wait, no, no, no. That's no. how it works. You no, go to a show. No. You're in the same building. That's that's like what? One degree. I... That's what? right. I'm practically a member of the Presley family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I met um, Priscilla. I met Priscilla. Really? Yeah. So I really what? am one degree away. That's true. Wow. All right, Vinny. Uh, sorry for the. Uh, well, that was our halftime. That was our halftime show. So now, Vinny, it's your turn. <laughs> well, <laughs> Go ahead. You know, I didn't really. Well, the thing I, I, I'm going to talk about. It's not as well. It's not as exciting as I, as the NBA playoffs. But it just depends on who you talk to. It's nothing like that uh, big comeback that the uh, Grizzlies had on Monday, down 17 points in the game, coming back and then winning in overtime. But no, what's coming so up? Let this me week? get this straight. What you're going to tell me is not as exciting as that. Is that right? No, actually, this is more aura and draw Okay, that I'm about to talk about. What's coming up this weekend is the <laughs> Preakness Stakes, horse racing. It's the mm. second leg of the Triple Crown. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, the Kentucky Derby, oh, we all know, has been around for, uh, don't quote me on this, maybe 140 years, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. 140 years. We all know the, 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 the culture and the, the yeah. wild hats that everybody wears and how there's a gazillion, it was about, what, three or four hours building up to the actual race, and then the race lasts a total of mm, two minutes yeah. or 90 seconds. Yes, the TV coverage of the Kentucky Derby is ridiculous. It it's is. ridiculous. Six hours. Yeah. yeah, for six hours, but the actual race lasts two minutes. It's great. It's, 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 actually, it's, it's funny. <laughs> Talk about great advertising money. But yeah. no, but the point being is what's so cool about this is the draw. The Triple Crown in horse racing, in my opinion, is the most elusive prize, is the hardest thing to win in sports, hands down. The Triple Crown baseball wow. right, ranks a close second, but we just had a Triple Crown winner in baseball last year. What? But do I don't the know math. What, that, what does that mean? The Triple Crown in baseball means you lead the league in batting average, homers, and RBI. Hmm. Okay. Runs batted and, in. Thank yeah, you. Runs, and run, yeah, runs batted <laughs> in. And... Last year, Miguel Cabrera did it, but do the math. That was 2012. The last person to do it before Cabrera was Carl Yastrzemski in 1967. So it had been almost 45 years since we had one. And the Triple Crown in horse racing isn't far behind. The last Triple Crown winner was affirmed, and that he won it yeah. in 1978, 35 years ago. Really? It was that long ago? Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. that long ago. And here's a little – I read this factoid. Oh, uh, what was his name? Say. Oh, what was the name of that horse? It was nineteen forty. Sea biscuit. Sea biscuit. Was it Sea biscuit? No, not Sea biscuit. <laughs> so the sea site. Oh, here I'll look it up on my phone. Secretariat. Here. Was it no, Secretariat? It sec- yes, he won it in nineteen seventy three. But I'm talking about the one that won it in nineteen forty. Those are the only two horses I know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, same here. But um, I want to say cite not citations, but anyway, 
Um, I can't remember Chevy the name of the Chevy Citation. Horse. Chevy Citation. No, it wasn't an automobile. But no, um, he, he lost won it. In Pinto 19- came in second on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by the Vega. <laughs> oh, yeah, Citation. I was right. Citation. Oh, okay. yeah, there we go. Citation won the Triple Crown in 1948, but then it didn't happen again until Secretariat won it in 1973. So there was a 25-year gap there. And then all the sports world got a little spoiled between – 1973 and 1978. Yeah. Well, think about it. It's only been what? It only happened five five years between a firm's win in 1978 and secretariats in 1973. Right. And now we haven't had one in 35 years. Orb, Orb, O-R-B, was the horse that won the Kentucky Derby. So all eyes are going to be on him. But here's the other thing about the, about the, uh, the Triple Crown. What makes this so... What makes it so the draw is yeah, it's the culture, but it's just how rare it is. A dozen times, twelve times since 1970, uh, 1978, a horse has won the Preakness and the, uh, has won two of the uh, has won two of the three has won two of the three. It's uh, it's happened uh, a dozen times. It could be pre- it could be uh, the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes. Or it could be the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness, but none have. But could it be the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont Stakes? Yeah, or it could be that. But by that time, it could be the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont Stakes. But by that time, the uh, the, the draw is already not there because the Preakness always falls in between yes. the Derby and the and the Belmont Stakes. So yeah, if he win, if the horse wins those two, it's like eh, that's great. But you know, there wasn't that drama. There wasn't that. Uh, that tension and that uh, allure building up to uh, if they're going to win or not. So, or- so Orb is competing in the Preakness oh, yes. this Orb weekend. Is, is competing in the Preakness this weekend. I read an article this morning, just skimmed through an article saying that he did a practice run and they were very, very, very impressed with this practice run. But what I find funny about the um, horse racing is you see the coverage like on the network's ESPN, NBC, and in your case, NBC, since you don't have cable, mm-hmm. um, you see that the <laughs> coverage built up to it. And they'll predict the winner, and they'll predict the winner. And I just think it's so hard to really predict a winner. I mean, in oh, tell me. not just auto racing, not just in horse racing, but in auto racing too, it's just, it's not like it's a dominant team. It's not like a, a, a team sport where you see a team and that team is just dominating every stat and every factoid known to man and you put up stats together and then and then they can you know they play it out in the field and that team's clearly got the upper hand in horse racing it just you know they can make all the practice runs they want it just depends on what what horse shows up that day you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i just find it fascinating because of how many how many thoroughbreds are bred I read an article today that said they really think the reason why it's taken so long for a for a triple crown to be for for a triple crown winner to emerge over the last 35 years is the way they have bred thoroughbreds over the years. There have been so many thoroughbreds that have been raised to race, and they've changed different tactics and changed different processes in the way that they have bred these thoroughbreds. That it's just everything is so wide open. You're never going to get that one dominant horse and here's the other thing i know you you do know me you don't have much of an attention span it sounds like (laughs) you don't have much of an attention span so that's why i think this prank mistakes and hopefully orb will win it and then you can right watch the belmont stakes in next month 
But I know your attention span is very, very, very short. Right. And this is the perfect, perfect thing for you because, first of all, you don't have to watch the the, the buildup. Now, the Derby has the buildup. The Preakness doesn't, which is great, which I actually like. It's, it's not that cheesy stuff. I mean, the Indianapolis 500 does it too, and I think it's extremely yeah. cheesy. Yeah. But the Preakness is the perfect thing for you to watch because right when you, you can turn on, you know, just watch, just check out the yeah. check out the, the web, see when it starts. I don't know exactly when it starts. And then tune in about, what, five minutes before then? Right, yeah. And then watch it go. All right. Now, let me ask you something, Vinny, because it's certainly, uh, and this is going to be a controversial question. All right, hold mm-hmm. on to your hat. Are you wearing a hat? Hold on to it. No, I'm not outdoors, so I don't need a hat. Uh, so, um, uh, horse racing I'm, uh, is, is exciting. I've right. enjoyed going to the track and watching it. I've enjoyed watching it on TV. Right. But, right. Vinny Conway. Yes. In your heart of hearts, is mm-hmm. horse racing a sport? That is an excellent question. Thank you. <laughs> I believe, well, you know, no, you're right because no, it's funny you brought that up because I remember having a very, a debate with friends and, and other, and with friends. And, uh, I also was a debate on ESPN. I remember oh. when they were, when they were counting down the, the top athletes of the century, when the year 2000 came about, ah. and they ranked secretariat, a better athlete than Mickey Mantle. Oh boy. And I, was like what the oh i can't this is a children's show what the hey you know (laughs) that that made what mickey mantle was a phenomenal athlete i mean the guy yeah he struck out too much but still he was yeah but he was was awesome now granted yes secretariat was what secretariat has done has not been done before in the in his respective sport or her respective sport whatever secretary it was but anyway the point being is, you said, is it a sport? Yeah. I believe it is a sport because these horses, whether you like it or not, are athletes. They aren't built like humans, obviously. I mean, good Lord, if the horse breaks his leg, yeah. you know, you got to put the poor thing down. I mean, he can't he can't live like that. I mean, you, we break our legs. We just go surgery and we right. go to the doctor and put our legs in a cast and we're fine. But... No, uh, but I kind of agree with you. That's a tough question. I believe it is a sport, but only to a certain extent. But you can't really compare a team sport like baseball or, or hockey or football to like horse racing. What, what do you think, Kathleen? Is, is horse racing, I mean, it's exciting, of course, and it's a competition, but is it a sport? I, you know, I have a hard time with this one, too, because I tend to think of <laughs> the jockey more as the athlete. Mm-hmm who is obviously in control of the horse. So I, I, struggle, I struggle with this one. Uh, there, there was someone who was uh, sounding off about why are race car drivers considered athletes? Right. It's like it's not an athletic endeavor. All they're doing is driving. So if you're not physical, uh, it's a skill if you are physical, then you're an athlete. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it all, it, yeah. it all, it starts to break down. I, I probably, I'm, I would say I would not have put secretariat as a better athlete than Mickey Mantle. Right. No, there's no, there's no <clears throat> way I might have categorized the trainer 
the jockey and secretariat as the best horse racing team ever and and include them in the ranking somewhere. But I would not have just purely listed secretariat. That's my opinion. Well, and we'll probably come to this topic again and again because it's like it's the same thing with... um... I mean, at least horses are are animals that are doing something physical. I mean, as far as race car drivers or even like a bobsled team, you know, uh, or maybe a skeleton is a better uh, thing because at least bobsledders have to push off and jump in quickly. But, you know, a a skeleton uh, racer is, is courageous, of course, and very skilled. Right. But is he athletic or is he just more of an engineer and knows how to, you know what I mean? So well, I'm yeah. sure we'll be talking about. Same goes for luge too. Yeah. So that's why figure skating is the only viable winter sport. <laughs> it's the only one worth watching. Oh. <laughs> Michelle, I hope Michelle Kwan was on that list of was uh, of top uh, athletes of the century. Oh, I'm sure you know she what? was. So I, was I met Michelle Kwan. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't mention that. <laughs> Really? You saw one of her final concerts at the Assembly Hall or something? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and then I met Priscilla Presley backstage. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I had a shoot with her. I, I did a little shoot. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Shot footage and uh, did an interview with her. She just got married. She's a delightful woman. She wears a lot of that Vera Wang stuff, though. Okay, wait. No, wait. Oh, yes, yeah, she did just get married. She's a delightful woman. Does that mean you've met her? No. No, I have not met her. Well, she actually is delightful. You were right. <laughs> I mean, she just seems delightful, you know, on TV. All right, thanks, well, anyway, guys. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, you need to, uh, in a nutshell... Watch the Preakness. Watch the Preakness this weekend, because I think we have a chance. Uh, it, we, we don't know. We don't know. It's just something that's so elusive... And so hard to win that, hey, people are going to be watching it to see if Orb can w- get that second leg. And then if he gets that second leg, he becomes the 13th horse to be- win two well, races. sure he has an extra leg. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll see if, you knew uh, it was coming. I know. And then, and then all eyes, then if that happens, June 8th will be a very, very, uh, will be must-see TV because if he can win it, that's you just witness history. All right. Thanks, Vinny. Are there really awesome hats, like like derby-like hats at um, the Preakness? I don't think they do. Because I thought I that was unique to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Where do they do the Preakness? Where is that? Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yep. I didn't know that. At Pimlico. Hmm. That's right. You know, I'm going to Baltimore for the 4th of July, so... Uh, well, just so you know, I've been watching The Wire, which is set in don't, Baltimore. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. But I'm I haven't watched it yet. No spoilers. Its name really wasn't. No. It's all set in Baltimore. <laughs> that was close. Okay. All right, so uh, this week, there's a lot of drama this week. Uh, you both did a great job, really. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a very tough decision. However... I'm going to have to declare the winner as Vinnie Conway once again. (laughs) Two in a row. Yes. Rock and roll. It's just um, because uh, Vinnie really played to my sense of, uh, of, you know, if our sports, you know, what, what constitute a sport, what constitutes a sport. And you weren't sure. Exactly. (laughs) He also, he also was uh, appealing to my sense of, of mystery and unsolvable riddles. (laughs) 
Plus, the whole thing will be over in five minutes, and I appreciate that as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I was thinking this might be the perfect thing for Ed. So congratulations, Vinny. Your copy of Blake Edwards's Curse of the Pink Panther will be in the mail. <laughs> so thanks, guys. Terrific show. And, uh, and thank you, uh, Vinny. Thank you, Kathleen. You betcha. And thanks to our listeners. And uh, we really appreciate you listening to the show. If you have any questions Audio or comments, <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, feel free to send us an email at two on one at epicdeer.com. Or you can leave a comment on our website, which is epicdeer.com slash two on one. We're also on, I'm sure this is a copyright violation going on right now. Yeah, I'm going to be hearing from the uh, from the Henry Mancini estate. Uh, you can also uh, find us on Facebook and on uh, Twitter, I believe it is. Uh, I think that those are all the ways to contact us. So, uh, you know thanks. what they say, Ed, you what? can fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everyone. See you next time. Bye, bye, Mrs. Pierce. Hasta la vista, baby. Bye, Mrs. Pierce. Yes. Yeah. Are you talking about my uh, yes. my wife or my mother? Uh, either one. <laughs> either one. They're both lovely. <laughs> <laughs>